0: It's Destiny, welcome back. Today we're going to continue on with chapter two of Bella and the Wandering House by Meg McKinley. Grandad licked vanilla slice from his fingers and nodded. Are you sure that it wasn't just the bricks moving in the path? Paving can do that sometimes. Bella shook her head, and she told him about the tree. Grandad frowned. And leaned back in his chair. Hmm. Well, that's no good. A girl needs a tree in her window. Bella popped the last bite of donut into her mouth and chewed slowly. I wonder what would cause a thing. cause such a thing, Grandad said as he looked around his tiny yard. As if the answer might be hidden there somewhere. The thought made Bella smile. She couldn't imagine finding anything out there. From the front, Granddad's place looked exactly like the other little things or little houses around it. But the backyard was a different story altogether. Instead of a tiny garden that was tidy with bright flowers and little statues, perhaps a bird bath or a small pond, he had piles of wood and boxes that were overflowing with metal pipes and old machine parts. Odds and ends of all shapes and sizes that he had salvaged from here and there. Mom and Dad were always offering to help clean up to, quote, get rid of some of the old junk. But Granddad said that he didn't want to throw anything out. You never know when something might come in handy. He was right, too. He was always using little bits and pieces for his projects. Last week, he had been working on a periscope. It was a long tube with funny bins and mirrors inside. He said that it helps you see around corners, or at least it would once he got the mirrors in the right spot. When Bella looked inside, all she saw was a daddy long legs spidering its way up the tube. Granddad followed Bella's gaze to the workbench ah my periscope did i tell you that i got it working before she could reply he pushed his chair back and began picking his way to his workbench between the piles of odds and ends see it was longer now he had added extra sections here and there they twisted out from each other like crooked elbows it's what they use on submarines you know so that they can see what's happening on the surface while they're underwater. When they're all the way out there in the middle of the ocean, in the he trot off with a heavy sigh, staring over Bella's shoulder. Even without turning she knew what he was looking at. On the wall, just inside was a framed photo of his old boat. Of the three them of the, the three of them, him, Bella and Grandma. "'standing there on the deck, waving. "'They used to go out sailing all the time, "'but after Grandma Dad, Grandma died, Grandad said it was just too hard without her. "'And when he moved to his squeezy little house, "'he had nowhere to keep that boat anyway. "'He was getting older, he said. "'It was time to let it go. "'Bella didn't think that he had really let it go.' Even though he didn't stare at the photo as much as he used to, she still knew he missed it. He missed those old days. You didn't love something or someone that much and not miss them once they were gone. Granddad set the periscope down on the bench, folding the elbows onto themselves so that it packed up tight. Now that it's finished, I should get started on your birthday present any ideas what you would like this year? Bella smiled and shook her head. You decide. She knew that no matter what she had asked for, Granddad would come up with an idea of his own anyway. It had always been that way. The year he built her bedroom, he had given her a painting of the ocean. A girl needs the ocean, he said. If the bench was too far away for her to see it from her window, then he'd paint then a painting was just the best, next best thing. The next year, he gave her a ship's anchor that was crusted with salt and tiny shells, and another time it was a captain's hat with gold piping around the brim. Last year, he presented her with a shiny brass compass and showed her how to find North. "'You never know,' he said, "'when something like this will come in handy.'" Bella couldn't imagine how that might be true, but she loved Granddad's presents all the same. Just having them in her room made her feel like she had a piece of. She had a piece of him with her all the time. Are you sure, Granddad said, now looking down at her. Bella nodded. Surprise me. There was a knock at the door. And a voice called out, "'Hello?' "'Your mom,' said Grandad. "'You had better get going before you're late, late, late,' he grinned, making a show of looking at his watch and waving his hands about like a person or a white rabbit that was in a great hurry. Then something came over his face. He strode across to where Bella had left her bag. He unzipped it and began stuffing something inside. "'You should borrow this.' Bella raised her eyebrows. Your periscope? But why? Granddad shrugged. You never know when something like that will come in handy. He lowered his voice as Mum came down the hall and said, And listen, what you told me before about the house, it does sound strange. A little strangeness can be a good thing. But still, you should keep an eye on it. All right, that's the end of chapter two. I will continue on with chapter three tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast Beloved Children's Books at Gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at Gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.